Now, I don't know if you heard about this, but of course we all know about Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse, but there's a new metaverse that's coming out where you're just pigeons. That's right, you're just pigeons. I'm not making this up. You see other pigeons and there's avatars of people who wanna be pigeons just like you. Now, every pigeon looks the same though. This is what I don't understand. There's no snazzy in-app like pigeon clothes to buy, no jewelry to buy. Um, there's no way to make your pigeon self stand out in a crowd. I looked at it. It's just like a bunch of pigeons. Um, you can't chat with other pigeon enthusiasts. This oh, is, pigeon enthusiasts. Right? <laughs> you just coo at them. Okay. Oh, I, I'm not, man. No, I'm not making this up. That's what you actually do. You <laughs> coo at them. Um, and I know you're sitting there saying, I can't wait to be a virtual pigeon and then, you know, be with other pigeons in a metaverse, a virtual world. Um, but you can only get this particular app if you live in Japan. Um, oh. One of the other notable features that they talked about is that the birds in the pigeon metaverse, they don't echo at all. It has something to do with the advanced acoustics. <laughs> I know. That was a long way is. to go for a drink of water. I know. But, you know, could you imagine that? A metaverse where you're just a pigeon and everybody else? It's like it has to be some type of fetish. You know, like people who are into feet or people are into yeah. There's some some weird underlier thing going on there. Hey, welcome to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun show about all things digital and, of course, this is part of the Kim Commando Today podcast that you get every single Friday. And just a quick reminder to rate, review, subscribe, and follow us on Tech Refresh. And joining us, as always, we have our amazing content queen, Allie Seligman. So, Allie, what pearls of wisdom will you be sharing? All right. On the not-so-fun side, a scary new browser attack. But on the fun side, um, a new computer and phone trick that I discovered that I have been telling everybody I know about. So I'm going to tell you, too. And you're just like, wow. Okay, I know that it's hot out, but you have to listen <laughs> yes, to this. Exactly. Okay, you have to listen to this. And then, of course, we have our magnificent millennial, our internet scout, and our very own TikTok star, Matthew Heffel. Hello there, Matt. Hello. Today we'll be talking about how Google is trying to dip its feet back into the augmented reality glasses again, as well as a old calculator tool that has some amazing features you really need to try out. Ooh, a calculator tool. That's going to make me yes. feel really smart, for sure. <laughs> All right, and let's start with the news. These are some important tech developments to keep you in the know. And come with me first to San Francisco. That's right. No sooner had San Francisco gotten rid of one district attorney, I don't know if you heard about this, who released repeat felons back on the street early. Oh, isn't that nice? Okay. The crime surged, would you believe, more than 50%. Well, the new district attorney has now saying that we are going to give the power to the police. Well, what kind of power are the police going to get? That they can seize the video from your ring doorbell any time that they want. So uh -huh. if you live in San Francisco and you have a ring doorbell, the police might ring your ring doorbell and say, hey, can you turn over all the footage? It's true. San Francisco's new DA wants the police department to tap into your privately owned security cameras. So not just ring doorbells, but also the ring doorbells to monitor in real time without any notice to you what you and everyone around you is doing. All in the name of public safety. So that police person, officer might ring your doorbell and say, hi, we need your username and password. We need to be able to access all of your security cameras. Just, you know, we're going to do this just in the name of safety and security because the past mm -hmm. DA let everybody out on the street as crime is surging more than 50%. All right, let's cut through all of this for what it is. It's a government that wants to take your private property and use it to watch and record every single move that you make, clearly violating what your fourth and fifth constitutional amendment rights. So 
If you are listening in San Francisco uh, and you have a ring doorbell security camera, do not be shocked if this event happens to you. I personally, if I lived in San Francisco, I'd try to find a way to hide my ring doorbell so that this way it wouldn't necessarily be there. Which, you know, speaking of the ring doorbells, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I have a ring doorbell outside the gate. And so it wasn't necessarily giving us like the great panoramic view of the gate. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of saw like straight ahead into a tree. (laughs) And so John, our IT genius, went online and bought a 3D printed brace extender for the ring doorbell. So now it jets out and you have like this whole panoramic view. Really amazing amazing stuff. All right. So Matt, Google Glass, yes, back? Kind of. We all remember back in 2014 when Google Glass was announced and it was an epic failure. They called it being a... Um, glass hole. Yes, if you were, if you wore them, you know what? Yeah. And they were, they were like, yeah. you know, some of these guys, and it really was just guys that bought these. You didn't really see a For lot sure. of women wearing these, but it was always <laughs> yeah. the guys that were like, "Hi, I'm wearing a Google Glass," and impressed. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, Google announced this previous week that they are going to be relaunching a separate, not related to Google Glass, a separate glasses with augmented reality project. It's called Project Iris. And they are starting out by having a small group of, they're calling it a public testing. Now, basically what this means is that they are going to give a certain amount of the public, a small grouping, um, access to these uh, glasses that then they'll be able to walk around and test with and take pictures with and have people take pictures of them with, right? So the whole idea is that Google is testing the waters to see if they have the same reaction of everybody calling people glass holes with these new glasses. So that's what they're kind of testing out. Um, It only is starting with a small less than 2,000 group of people, but they are saying that they are going to be probably doing two or three of these different trial runs, and they are actually looking for other people in the future to do this. So if you're interested in taking part in this, you can go to userresearch.google.com, and there's a whole sign-up page. You can fill out information, and Google will possibly reach out to you, and you can be part of this. They're only saying that they're going to be testing for the next two years or so because they're hoping that it'll be released by 2024 to the wider public. I like that they Hmm, think just having a different name is going to make us all forget about Google Glass. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Sure. But you know what? It happens. I mean, look at now Facebook isn't Facebook. It's now Meta. And we all love. Oh, wait. No. No. (laughs) I know. I still think Metamucil every time I say Meta. I'm sorry. Okay. um, That's really interesting stuff. All right. So, Allie, a browser hack? What's going on with that? You're always like Debbie Downer in the news, (laughs) it seems like. You know what? Every day this week, it feels like I read one more thing that just shouted to me. Online privacy does not exist. We don't have any privacy. Maybe we never did. I don't know. You know, I I don't know if we do. I mean, because last night I was thinking to myself, you know, I wonder how much Google really knows about me. And then my phone sent me a text message that said, not much. And I I feel so much better Oh, thanks, Google. So much better. Yes. Well, one of the most frightening reports I saw came from researchers at the New Jersey Institute of Technology. They are warning about a new technique they discovered that can reveal... Who is behind an anonymous account? So you, with the Twitter handle that is not your real name, maybe it's, you know, a picture of who knows what. Yes, I'm talking to you. So someone with the right know-how can actually look and see if your account is related to your email address or some other account that reveals who you are. How does this work? All right, lots of major services online, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. 
allow people to embed content onto different websites. So you see this on commando.com, right? If you see a YouTube video in one of our articles or a Twitter post, that's a third-party embed. And most of us stay logged into sites like that, right? You don't go to YouTube, log in, watch a video, and log out. Yeah. You just stay logged right. in. Well, that's what this attack relies on. So the hacker creates a site, and, of course, they find a way to get you to it. They send it to you or, you know, whatever, basic phishing. They embed content on it. We'll say it's a Google Drive file. And then they cross-reference a list of users to see who has access to the file now and what email is related to it. So they reveal your identity. Oh, tricky, tricky. Honestly, you don't really even need to understand all the technical details of this. It just boils down to it's really not that hard to reveal accounts that you think are anonymous based on what else you do in your browser. Um, this takes seconds to do. You wouldn't even know that it happened. It affects all the browsers, even Tor, which is the anonymous. Supposed to be, yes, anonymous. Yeah, yeah the anonymous browser. So these researchers, they're doing a big presentation uh, at a security conference next month. They said they've reached out to all the browser uh, creators to say, you know, this is a huge deal. You need to do something about it. Right now, in the meantime, they actually created a browser extension for Chrome and oh. Firefox that can stop this. Um, we'll put the links up on commando.com. But you know, this isn't the only anonymous sleuthing uh, that we need to talk about. Kim, a little birdie told me you were looking into IP addresses. Oh, yeah. I was because, you know, I read every single email that gets sent to me, Indeed. you know, through the website. And so if you ever go to commando.com and in the top right hand corner of the link that says email Kim, guess what? You are going to be emailing me, Kim. OK, no assistance, no interns, no plebs, nothing. OK, you are going to be getting me. And so I get this email and I don't have it in front of me. Um, do you have it in front of you, Allie? I can find it real quick. I sure yes. can. And so, because I, I forward it to Allie, because every time I get, you know, if there's like something wrong with an article, there's something wrong with the uh, a post. And like, there was a, a father from Chicago who sent me a nice note that said it was supposed to be like, not instead of hot, not in a headline, it's supposed to be how. And so I do like to get all your notes. And so I got this particular email and I sent it off to Allie and I said, look, a note from our fan club. Uh I will read this. I am going to, I don't know, self-bleep because yeah. there's about uh, a dozen F-bombs yes. in here. Um, your website is blank garbage. Uh, I click an article. Let's make it a paragraph in before a blank ad pops up. The nice. article disappears. Nice. Yeah. Um, it ends with kill yourself, which nice. is really oh, nice. uncalled nice. for. Sweet. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I, so I sat there. I thought, Wow. What a great note to get. <laughs> Happy Sunday to me. Yes, it's just fabulous. You know, we put all this out, stuff out there for free. and But, you know, and then I thought, what kind of person is it that would take the time to fill out a form? Because you had to fill out a form. Yeah. In order to send some hate mail because he didn't like a headline or he didn't like a story. And I, and I do know it's a he. So you might be wondering, like, hmm, how does Kim Commando know it's a he? Well, when you submit a form on just about every website, it tracks your IP number. And so I tr I got his IP number and I was like, I wonder where he lives. Well, I put his IP number into a special search site and then lo and behold, I find out that his carrier is Cox. And then I find out that it could, his name is either Ruben or <laughs> Steve. It was like, I'm one of five people. And I was so tempted to write Ruben. And then I thought, you know what? I'm not gonna waste my time anymore. But it was just like, I was just wondering, like, I wonder who this person is. And so just keep that in mind, too, that whenever you fill out a form on a yeah. website, 
they're going to track your IP number. And even though you think you're anonymous by using all the F-bombs and really impressing us with your, probably you went to Yale oh, or for Harvard, sure. I'm yes. sure, um, that your, your extreme intellect that, you know, we can probably find out who you are. So you want to be really, really careful with that. All right. Before we um, go further into the podcast, I don't know if you guys have heard the story about, this is a crazy story. It's a, it's a viral post about a snake. Have you heard about this? No. Okay. It's a snake that's called the black mamba's snake, a black mamba snake. Okay. They can grow to be 14 feet long. Okay. It slithers at 12 and a half miles per hour. No. No, thank you. Okay. All right. They have fangs that are a quarter of an inch Mm. long. Okay. This is a massive snake. Okay. If you get bit, uh, just two drops of its venom is enough to kill a fully grown human being. Okay. Well, a family was sitting on their couch. Oh, no. This snake slithers into their home. And the snake is known to, like, get spooked by sudden movements of the threat. And that will cause it to strike Mm -hmm. several times. So the family is sitting on the couch with their legs up on the couch. And this snake is slithering across their living room, goes into the master bedroom. Okay. Now, keep in mind, this is a very venomous 14-foot-long snake, okay? It goes into the bedroom, as I mentured, and they and they get off. They get, the father gets off the couch oh, and no. looks for the snake, what? okay? The mother gets off the couch and looks for the snake, and then they see something hanging out of the dresser. It was part of the snake. Part okay. of the snake? Yes, and so what they did is they called I, a professional snake catcher, Sure. Um, this did not happen, thankfully, here in the United States. <gasps> um, it happened in South mm. Africa. So, gosh, a good reason why we should never move to South <laughs> Africa because of the what are they called black again? Mambas. The black mambas snakes. No, That's right. You. All right. Just a quick reminder: this is not the Kim Commando Show podcast. Thank goodness for that. This is called Tech <laughs> Refresh, and in case you want to get the three-hour weekend show. That I've been doing for so many years. You can find it on over 430 stations. You can get it as a podcast by heading over to getkim.com. And then you can sign up. You get a 30-day free trial. After that, it's just a few bucks a month. If you're on Apple, you can also sign up there. All right, coming up in just a few moments, how you can tell if somebody put a secret key log around your phone. And then Matt has a great tip about a site that I thought was long gone, but suddenly it's back. Allie is going to amaze us with widgets. And of course, we have a fun joke at the end, and you've got more of me, Allie, and Matt. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. Just want to remind you that if you haven't already gotten your free Windows or Mac guide, you're missing out. There's tips, tricks, and secrets, and it's absolutely free. That's right. It comes from us to you as a special thank you for getting our newsletters and listening to our shows and podcasts and watching us on our YouTube channel, which if you're not already, head over to youtube.com slash kimcommando. To get your free guides, you want to go to komando.com slash free guides, commando.com slash free guides. All right. So one of the big questions that I always see in my email is I've been tracked. There's some secret keylogger on my computer or my phone. Now, it's really hard to tell if somebody's spying on your device because spyware doesn't act as like ransomware, which like totally puts you into a frenzy until you get your files back. And so there's an insider secret that only the pros know, but now you know it because you're listening to Tech Refresh, is that if you're on a PC, you want to check your task manager. And if you're on a Mac, you check your activity monitor. Because this gives you an, an idea of all the apps that are running your device. So you can look over the list. You can see which ones are, you know, 
unfamiliar to you and which ones are taking up a lot of your system resources because that tends to use up a lot of resources because it's designed to run your system dry, which means it could make all your programs just start to lag. And then your computer starts running overtime to handle these unwanted programs, which means that your device may in turn heat up. So if you're concerned that you have a keylogger on your PC or Mac, you want to look at Task Manager on your Windows-based PC, and then you want to look at Activity Monitor on your Mac. And if you're not sure how to do either one of those, if you're not, we have it all for you for free over on the website. Just search for Task Manager or Activity Monitor, and that happy tip will pop up for you. All right, switching gears just a little bit, Matt, you found out how many mats there are in the globe, right? I, I did. Quick story. I was going through my apps, as everyone should do from time to time, and clearing out things that I don't use anymore or older apps. I'm like, I don't ever, what is this on here for? And I remember this old program I would use on my phone when I was in college, in algebra and in co college algebra classes and calculus and stuff. And it's called Wolfram Alpha. Do you guys remember this app? Yeah. Right. Yes. So it is a really powerful calculator that's able to do complicated equations and stuff like that. And that's what it was built for. So it was originally built um, in 1988. Can you believe that? That's how old it was. It was called wow. the Wolfram Mathematica that was used in libraries and colleges to help do some of these more complicated math systems. And so in 2009, the same kind of uh, learning mechanism, which they call a computational knowledge engine, is what they call Ooh, themselves on their website. So fancy. You know what? We need that. We need a computational, computational knowledge. knowledge. The commando computational <laughs> knowledge, knowledge engine. <laughs> Ooh, that's, you that's know what? That's a beautiful write, Let me write that down. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. And, and they transferred it into a website and now an app in 2009 is when that was released. So it's an older app from the beginning of the app generation, right? And people would use it to do math. Well, since then, it has grown and grown and grown and grown over the years where it has developed some really cool um, abilities. So what it basically does is it uses both um, uh, uh, synthetic learning as well as the ability to go throughout the Internet and grab information from anywhere on the Internet and then computates that into a single answer to any question you have. So it's similar to like Alexa, but way more complicated. So someone had told me recently that you can actually type in your name into this thing and get all the stats for your name. So I typed in Matthew, right, my full name. There are way too many of us. There, One out of every 253 people is named Matt. So God. super uncommon, I'm a rarity, you know? Um, and. You can, it'll show you the, not only how many people are averaged, uh, named that in a year, but it'll show you what the average age of that name, as well as the most popular years that that name was given. So you can see a little yeah, graph. That was like really like super interesting. You know, when you were talking about this yesterday, when we were going through like what we were going to be covering on Tech Refresh, mm -hmm. I thought, you know, I always wondered, I did, I don't know why, but I always wondered like. Like the person, like, you know, you go like to Hawaii or something like that and you have like your name on like a, a license plate or sure. a keychain. I always wondered like how they came up like with which names should be there, right? But <laughs> yeah. they probably do this. They probably look through stats books and find out, hey, what's the most popular names in this area of San Diego, you know, yeah. like there we go. Um, so Wolfram Alpha is free. There is a pro version, but the pro version is basically for people that want to be doing really complicated math on there. So huge calculus equations, then you need the pro version. So me. Right, all, yeah. every day. You know, do <laughs> well, the big... we're going to be doing that with the commando computational knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's some other right. stuff that you can do on there for free that I found super helpful. So with the election coming up, you can actually just type in your congressional district, and it'll give you all the demographics for the most recent census for the, the congressional district. 
Well, you don't even need to know the district number, right? You can you, you can just, just put, put in your zip, in your zip code. code. Exactly, yeah. and it'll give you your congressional district, how many people live there, you know, gender, age, all that stuff for your area. You can also just type in a date. So, like, you can type in June third, and it'll give you all the historical stuff that happened on June third. It'll give you the if you type in like your birthday, it'll tell you what was the moon cycle during that week. You know, what was the temperature on that day? What day of the week it was back then? It's just it's just like a, a whole compilation of any type of little data stat. Yeah, exactly. Point of interest, anything that you might want to go to. You know, I totally. Before you mentioned, like I said, Matt, I. I'd forgotten that the site even existed. Right. It's, and oh. and it looks like it's still back in 1988, but it works. Yeah, it does. It does work. And it's and pretty so, cool. <laughs> and so once again, it's called Wolfram Alpha. Wolfram Alpha. Alpha. Sounds like, you know, like sounds, it does sound like a computational engine. Yeah. You know, something <laughs> like that. All right. So, Allie, you are going to impress us with widgets. I am, which no one has ever said before or maybe ever done before. (laughs) All right. Widgets are basically anything that allows you to interact with like an operating system or a program in some way. I know, right? It could be anything. So on your phone. So if you have your phone in your hand right now, go to your home screen and press your finger down on an app icon. And if you're on any kind of recent operating system, you'll see a little menu pop up on lots of your apps. Hey, that's so cool. Dun, da, da, da. <laughs> so if you if I do it for my messages app, I can see my most recent conversations and go right to them. You can even start a new text conversation. Um, I like the clock app. If you hold down on that one, you can start a timer or a stopwatch or set a new alarm. Again, all without ever having to actually open the app. Yeah, see, and that's what's really interesting. Yeah. Is that you don't have to like open the clock app and then say, mm-hmm. oh, I need a stopwatch. And then, I mean, you just have to just hold it down and then this nice little quick menu pops. Yeah. Exactly. And so instead of telling your, you know, friends and family if you're trying to show off, probably don't say widget because you're going to sound like a dork. But you can <laughs> say, I found the secret hidden menu yeah, on, on my apps. Ooh. It works on a computer too, Windows and Mac. Um, to see the hidden menus there, you just right click on a program that's either in your, you know, your taskbar or your dock. So a browser will give you a few options. You can open a new window that way. You can open a new incognito window. On Windows, you can even see... All the tabs you closed recently, you can also see your most visited websites. Um, with Word and programs like that, you can see your most recent documents. So it's really handy stuff. Give it a try with the apps you use the most, and I bet you're going to find some shortcuts. You know what? It is. it is. That's a little great thing. Super cool. I think we should tell people to say that they found a widget. People will be <laughs> like, what? What? And because then be like, I mean, it's better than saying I found a secret menu. Because then people's like, oh, well, you know, you're probably reading The Sun or something. (laughs) (laughs) But if you say, like, I found an interesting widget on my phone, I mean, it'd be like. that. You did sound pretty smart. Yeah, it's like increases your cred just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. If you like these quick tips, make sure that you get our Daily Tech Update podcast, 60 seconds every single day. Hot news story and a great little how-to tip that you're going to use time and time again. And so wherever you get your podcast, just search for Commando with a K, of course. All right. Stay right where you are coming up. We have our crypto princess joining us as Allie changes hats. And then Matt, our dedicated internet scout, is going to be talking about how being an influencer has totally changed. And then, of course, we have trivia. And I'm on board with a great joke at the end. Oh, you want to give it a ranking? Yeah, how much out of 10? Oh, I I think it's a solid six. Okay. Maybe seven. Okay, it's not the best joke, but I think you'll laugh anyway. They can't be the best joke every week. No. Come no. On. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> uh, so stay right where you are.
Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. It's your weekly fun podcast about everything digital. So just a quick reminder that if you're not already getting our newsletters, uh, Matt would definitely like you to do that because, well, he puts them together yes, every please. single day. And he <laughs> wants to make sure that everybody looks at them aside from me and his mother yes. and Allie, of course. So you can get Windows newsletters, Android, uh, Apple, you name it. Very specific newsletters. Just head mm-hmm. over to commando.com slash subscribe and you'll get these little nuggets every single day. Commando.com slash subscribe. All right. So, Allie, you are also our crypto princess. And what's going on in crypto land, aside from everybody just freaking out and people losing money and wondering? Mm-hmm. I mean, I was at a, uh, a meeting with an advertising agency, and I was sitting next to this uh, guy, and he looks at me and goes, so, I'm just wondering, <laughs> do you still have your money in Coinbase? And I looked at him and said, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. And he's like, why? I said, I don't know. I got it all on MetaMask. And so just saying it's now I've got my, you know, my wallet right with me and I'm not going to depend upon any exchange. And he's like, dang, I'm glad I sat next to you. I'm going to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. You gave him some very good advice. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Things are not pretty in the crypto world right now. Uh, And this story is no exception. Three Arrows Capital. Sounds very fancy. It was was one of the biggest crypto hedge funds. At its peak, it was managing $10 billion in funds. You can see where this is going, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, now the company is in bankruptcy proceedings. Uh, The two founders are nowhere to be found. They're just gone. Uh, Maybe they're hanging out with the crypto queen. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it was on the FBI most wanted list. Yeah, but she's got all this money, and these guys owe $3.5 billion to 27 different companies. Wow. So how did things go so badly for Three Arrows? $10 billion to this. So there's a bankruptcy filing that's floating around that was created by court-appointed liquidators. Never a good phrase. The filing says, this made me laugh, this is a quote, matters appear to have gone wrong. <laughs> in, in April or May, uh, Three Arrows put somewhere between $200 million and $600 million into the Luna cryptocurrency, which if you've been oh. listening for long, you know that Luna crashed and basically went to zero. Gosh, they put that much money into Luna? They sure did, yeah. Oh. Uh, not long after that, their lenders came calling, said, hey, we want our investments back. And they could not pay back. Mm -hmm. So court ordered the liquidation, and here we are. Uh, The filing had a couple other good nuggets in it. The two founders did show up for a Zoom meeting with their court-appointed liquidators, but they didn't turn on their cameras, and they stayed on mute the whole time. (laughs) So, Hmm. Which means uh, they didn't want anybody to see them, to know that they were there, even if it were were them. I mean, how would we even know for sure? Exactly, yes. Uh, it wasn't just the Luna crash that got them into trouble, though. It seems that they didn't really manage all this money very well. They apparently used company funds to put a down payment on a $50 million yacht. Uh, and they bought two mansions oh. in Singapore were $35 million and $21 million each. Um, oh. And wouldn't you know it, the yacht is set to be delivered in Italy sometime in the next couple months. So I guess there we go. We've got an idea of where to look for these guys. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You know, I was just thinking about that Zoom meeting. You know, Zoom has now these avatars, so you can show up as like a cow, yeah. you know, or a potato, a potato, <laughs> potato whatever. I mean, they could have been like pigs, you know. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, so it's you know, it's not good in crypto land. It definitely, uh, dark it, times, dark yeah, times dark right times. now. Very dark times. Yeah. Um, how's your How's your monkey doing? Your NFT. I don't think about that monkey much these days. <laughs> okay, Kim. all right, all right. We'll He's just, just sitting, okay. there. looking He's cute. There. All right, we'll just move on. We'll just move on. All right, so Matt is not only, I don't know, 
our guy who tells us everything that's going on the internet because you're our internet scout aside from that. Mm -hmm. You're on our TikTok and all kinds of things. But you're talking about influencers because influencers, you know, in my day, and I I know I'm much older than you, my day we used to just call them prostitutes, but now they're they're, uh, influencers. Um, So what's going on in influencer land? Well, if you ask kids under the age of 20 right now what they want to be when they grow up, you'd probably be surprised to find out that 40% say they want to be YouTubers or online influencers. That's what they strive to be, which is, you know, even when I was younger, that was not a thing that did not really exist. So, but, and it used to be that you would, you know, start a YouTube channel and you'd start making content and you can get paid for your videos and not a lot to get paid for your videos. Right now, YouTube is paying about three to five dollars depending on the category, because it depends on what category you're registered in in YouTube, per thousand views, right? So to become a full-time YouTuber doing nothing else but YouTube, you would have to have over a million subscribers, and then you'd be barely making over $55,000 a year. So even with a million subscribers, you're still not doing super well, you know what I mean? So it's kind of changed since the beginning of pandemic. So it used to be that they were able to go on tours or they would go to events and they would get paid to be those things. And COVID changed that completely. So what these YouTubers and influence have started to do is create their own products. So for example, we all know who Mr. Beast is. He's the big online guy who does all the competitions and such. Well, he created his not only his own candy bar that he sells and sells very well. It does really well. I see it all over the internet. But he also had pop-up burger stands all over the United States that I thought was really, really cool. And then there's, you know, and side note, Ian told me that the burgers were excellent. Really? Yes. I haven't seen one here in Phoenix, but if there was, I'd probably try to get in line and check it out. Um, As well as there's a couple other channels that are science channels. And basically what they do, like Mark Rober, they either have online classes where they teach people engineering or whatever, or they send out little science boxes where they're meant for kids and they're able to do little science experiments at home. Well, So, so it's definitely become like a merch type mm-hmm. of channel. Right. But that's the other thing is that it, merch has been around for a while and people have been doing merch, but the merch has even evolved. So instead of just doing like, oh, their little logo on the corner, now it's, they're doing whole clothing lines and stuff like that. So, wow. And one of my favorite YouTube Ooh. channels, they they are actually doing a live um, uh, full festival just for this one YouTube uh, channel. And it's going to be in Texas, and it's like 300,000 people going to this one oh gosh. festival in Texas. So they're, the point is that the, all these influencers are branching out into their own and creating these larger than what was original uh, businesses involved with their YouTube pages. So you can, can't really any longer just start a YouTube channel, start talking about, I don't know, video games or whatever you're talking about on your YouTube channel and that's your job. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you really actually, it's, it's, well, it's, you know, it's like any business, right? right. You have to evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, I've often thought that, that we should do something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. like where we should do like a, like a live seminar and yeah. it would be like, you know, all of us up there, I know just being our funny, entertaining selves. And then we would actually bring in like a hacker, like a dark oh, so cat cool. hacker. Wouldn't that be fun? That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm not really sure how we could pull it off, but we are going to be start working on our YouTube channel. You guys don't know that yet, but I, I broke the news to Jeremy today. And so if any of you are listening and you are a YouTube guru, that's what we want. We want a YouTube expert that we could hire as a consultant uh, or to maybe turns into a full-time job. Make sure that you contact us at podcast at commando.com. Again, that's podcast at commando.com. 
All right, coming up, uh, we have our trivia, and Allie's going to have to stump us all. And then later on is my joke that is extremely funny. <laughs> well, maybe not extremely, but I think you'll laugh. So stay right where you are. Hey, welcome back to Tech Refresh. As I like to say, it's your weekly fun podcast about everything digital. And Allie, we have a new ebook out, right? We sure do. It's the guide to successful online freelancing. So if you have a skill that you think, you know what, people would pay me for this, or you're sick of your job, you just want to make some extra money, this thing is awesome. It uh, really lays out everything you need to know about getting started. If you're a first-time entrepreneur, if you've been doing it forever, uh, there's still a lot of great tips and tricks for you. Yeah, because I went in there and I think I think starting a business has been not just a master's degree. I think it's a doctorate. You know, because there are so many things that are like unexpected that you you have to deal with. And then, of course, we have, you know, Glassdoor, which I hate Glassdoor. I mean, <laughs> I just hate it because like, for example, I mean, if you look at Glassdoor, I am just like the worst person in the entire world. Terrible. I am just awful. I mean, mm -hmm. I especially like the one that somebody wrote that when I but when you of course, this is like pre pandemic is that I would stand outside in the parking lot with a clipboard and check off when people were actually arriving and writing their times <laughs> down. Okay. And then going back in the afternoon and checking off and lunchtime tracking that. And then also that the uh, smoke detectors in my office were not smoke detectors. They were hidden cameras. Ooh, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But I'm yeah. so glad you were telling tell, tell us about that case in New Zealand with Glassdoor. Oh, yes. A company actually sued because Glassdoor would not give up who wrote some pretty nasty reviews about them. They sued and they won. And so they're going to get the details of who this person was so that then they can sue them. So another case where, yeah, not everything you think online uh, is anonymous. It, it might not stay anonymous. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. All right. So it's time now for trivia. And let's refresh. So... <sighs> Matt, if you yes. lose, what do you have to do? I have to eat a can of dollar store olives. Dollar store olives. Oh, God. <laughs> that's yeah. awful. I'm not. That's, that's bad. Okay, how about you, Allie? Well, we didn't decide exactly. Mine was heights. Uh, you know, I feel like Matt has to eat some olives. Kim needs to eat some uh, risotto. Mm -hmm, mushrooms. And I'm over oh, here mushrooms. trying not to fall off a mountain or something. <laughs> yeah, I get the tightrope across the Golden Gate Bridge or something like that. <laughs> now, how would you feel if you got you stood on the top of the West Star building? Oh, that would be awful. <gasps> oh, look at your face. Oh, my gosh. that You just totally got petrified just at the thought. I would not like that. <laughs> just going up those little that ladder in the hallway. That's what you have to do. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Well, okay. We'll think of something with heights. Okay. okay. We'll, okay. Think, okay. Of we'll think of something. Okay. So... Uh, that said, what's our score now? Is anybody who's keeping Matt score? got a point last time. You don't want And points, points are bad. Yes. Yeah, points are bad. Yeah. You don't want points. Okay. You know, what we didn't discuss is, you know, if we fool one person and not the other. So do we both get a point? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. Because last time um, we made the same guess. Well, I think if you lose, you get a point. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think that's it. All right. All right. Cool. Right this week, uh, our website, of course, is commando.com. It's not the only way you can get to our website. Commando.net gets you there. Kimcommando.com and about 30 other things uh, redirect to commando.com. Commandosucks.com, I think, goes there. <laughs> Amazing. I'm going to try that when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> 
Lots of websites use redirects to make sure people can get there. Sometimes it's typos. Sometimes it's just, you know, a domain that they don't want their competitor to have. Maybe it's a name idea that they had in the past that they never actually used. Um, Amazon, of course, is no exception. Which of these does not redirect to Amazon.com? Mm. Not. So three do, one does not. A, awake.com. B, relentless.com. C, browse.com. And D, books.com. Okay, which one does not? Correct. Ooh. Do you want me to go first here, Kim? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I <laughs> I am certain that books.com goes back because uh, Amazon was originally a bookstore. Um, I feel like, what was the one right before that? I agree with you on the books. Browse. Yeah. Browse. I feel like browse definitely can go back to Amazon. It sounds like something they would do. <laughs> um, relentless was B. Relentless. Relentless or awake? Those are the two. Uh, see, I'm going to guess B, relentless, and I think that it's relentless because I feel like that's a word that I've heard Allie use. So when she was making up this trivia, she might have just been like, oh, I use the word relentless. Wow, you're really thinking. You've been spending time on Wolfram Alpha, <laughs> <Yeah>. haven't you? <laughs> or that computational Compu- knowledge-based engine, whatever that was. That's what engine, they call me. They call me a computational knowledge engine. <laughs> uh, I, you know, just because he took relentless, I'm going to take away. Um, because I, I agree with the books and the brows. That seems like something that, that because it seems obvious, is probably not. Mm. But I'm going to go with it anyway. All right. Final answers. Final answer. Awake and relentless. Yes. You are both wrong. <gasps> oh, no. no. <laughs> Lucky me. All right. Awake, relentless, and brows were all names that... When Jeff Bezos, his then wife Mackenzie, they were dreaming up, what can we call this thing? They bought all those domain names, thinking they might use them. Uh, they did not, obviously, but they all still redirect. Books.com does not go to Amazon. It goes to Barnes & Noble. Oh, yeah. No. Yep. You know what? I thought that. I'm like, but then I thought, oh, no, he must have bought it from Barnes & Noble. I think nope. he would. Yeah, I tell Wow. Well, okay. All right, you, know, you each have a point. I have two okay, points. So you have two, I have one, and Allie, gosh, she has zero. Oh, no, what's going to happen when you have to eat I some know. olives? <laughs> you, know, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I stole a technique from Jeff Bezos. What's that? Um, is that whenever I get an email, if, I'm, if I don't want to write a whole thing about it, is I just put one character when I forward the email, just one character, and it's a question mark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what? That's not my original idea. Jeff Bezos would do that when he hmm. was running Amazon. And um, the people who got those emails, they said, like, they would just totally freak out because <laughs> they didn't know if, like, the question mark meant, like, your job's done, you know, or, or you know, what were you thinking or how come this happened? Just one little question mark. <laughs> That's it. As someone who gets a lot of those question mark emails, I normally am just like, oh, OK, a thing to deal with. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad it's not like, no. oh, God, I got the question mark. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, now, are you ready for a joke? We are. We're so ready. Okay. Do you remember the mamba snake? Yeah. Yes. Okay, oh, you had I'm a lead up. It. Yes. <laughs> okay. I stuck with the snake theme. Okay. Okay. And it's kind of a long one, and I'll try to just breeze through it. Okay. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Yes. To laugh? I'm ready. Tremendously? Kind of? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> That was bad. Sorry. sorry. 
Can you save it to the end? Sorry, 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 sorry. <clears throat> there was once an island in the middle of the ocean. It looked like a dog bone, two populated ends separated by a long, narrow strip of land with a highway connecting two ends of the island. You got that in your mind? Now, oddly enough, the entire island was held up from sinking to the ocean by a big lever, which sat in the middle of the island and in the median of the highway. So that was holding up the whole thing. The land was so narrow that there was barely room for the highway and didn't have a shoulder on either side, just enough for the lever in the median to keep everything all up from sinking in the ocean. And everyone knew if the lever was ever pulled, well, the entire islands, they would just sink right into the ocean. But the island had a very old, very friendly snake. The snake's name was Nate, who was the unofficial mascot of the island. He was well-known. He was loved. And as a matter of fact, people would buy like T-shirts with Nate's little snake face on it. Now, one day, a man was driving from one end of the island to the other, and he was nearing the middle of the island. He saw something in the middle of the road, and he got closer. My gosh, he realized it was Nate crossing the road. He started to swerve into the other lane to avoid running over Nate. But he realized he was coming up on the lever. And if he swerved, the entire island would sink, killing everyone, including Nate. At the last second, he made the fateful decision to run over Nate, killing him instantly, but saving everybody on the island. And when he drove away, he looked in his carved river mirror and he saw the dead snake, mushed, all in the middle of the road. And he shrugged his shoulders and muttered, Better Nate than Lever. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. All right. I okay. didn't know where it was going. I was, I was surprised <laughs> okay. by that one. All right. That's good. All right. Yeah. So you laughed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have to have like a dumb mat laugh. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, our to-dos for our listeners. Allie, you go first. Widgets. Obviously. Yeah. Open up your phone. Go to the apps you use the most. Just press your finger down and see if you get one of those little menus. It's actually really handy. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, how about you, Matt? You know, if you haven't used Wolfram Alpha for a while, just go play around in it. There's a thousand million things you can do. If you find something cool, make sure to send it to us in an email because I'd love to know about it. And my to-do is to watch out for mamba snakes. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. I am not going to Africa. No, I really no. wanted to until I read that story and I saw the video. Uh, my to-do is to make sure that you check Task Manager or Activity Monitor. You're on a Mac, Task Manager on a PC, just to see what's running in the background. And I want to make sure that there's nothing fishy going on. And just a quick reminder that you uh, can send us your comments and questions and things. We'd love to hear from you, especially, well, not if it's not nice, okay? Uh, you can send it to podcasts at commando.com. That's podcast with an S at K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you again next week. 